Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by Erica Bazell. Erica and I had a fascinating conversation that is near and dear to my heart about chronic injuries, why people get them, and how we can avoid them. Whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly valuable. So let's tune in. Erica, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. You are quite welcome. I'm excited to dive into this conversation today because I think you and I have similar passions when it comes to athletes and injuries and why they happen and helping people with all of that. So uh, I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. But before we do that, who are you? So my name is Erica Bazell. I am the owner of Power of Three Wellness. So it is a semi-virtual wellness studio. Um, I'm located in Buffalo, New York. Um, And I really work with women who are trying to kind of regain control of their lives. I started in the fitness industry as a personal trainer. Um, I got my master's in nutrition. I became a massage therapist. So kind of all of these different layers of wellness. And I just kept learning how much things tied into each other and how as soon as it was like okay we're finding a solution here there was another layer to it and another layer and I have been a runner for years Um, I've done countless uh, OCRs and road races and who knows what else um, over the years and I've just seen so many different people kind of like go through these these cycles I guess that will we'll be talking about through their injury and training. And it's just kind of as a, a person in the wellness industry, it's one of those things that like makes you cringe because you're like, oh, I just, oh, no, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So many reasons I need to stay off of like Facebook groups and forums. And yes. like, yes. No, no. And you aren't going to listen to me. So uh, I'll leave right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, um, let's just kind of dive into that. Like what, with your experience over the years, um, working with people, your own athlete journey, what have you kind of discovered as some of the reasons that a lot of these chronic injuries happen? Cause you and I both know like runners being injured is not, it's a common thing. It's not a quote unquote normal thing. Like our bodies don't want to be injured. Um, so why do a lot of these things happen? I think there's a few different reasons. And I think uh, one of the first reasons is that people don't put in the training that's necessary for whatever they're signing up for. They get really excited for, oh, I'm going to sign up for this half marathon. I'm going to sign up for um, this this OCR or whatever whatever it might be. And at first they have all the intentions of training and then, you know, life gets in the way and it happens to the best of us. Um, But one of the first things I see is that people are just like, oh, I'll be fine oh, I'll be fine. And your body is not used to doing that on a regular basis. You might feel fine for part of it. You might feel fine during it. And then after, and then after you do it, you're like, oh, I did it. Okay. I'm going to do another one. And then you're still not trained. And it's just this like cycle here of you never get that time in on your feet. Um, so hips, knees, ankles, you know, it follows the chain all the way up that could a plethora of injuries, you know, kind of from come from that. So I think that's like, that's the first thing that I see. Um, I do a lot of, uh, I run a lot of the Disney races. Those are like my favorite, like the half marathons and stuff. And that's where I see it a lot is people who are just like, well, I'm running in Disney. It's fine. I'm like, 
Right. But you're still running a half marathon. You're still running a full marathon. Or if you're familiar with Disney races, the dopey challenge where you run 48.6 miles over four days and people are like, I'm fine. I don't need to train. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) It may be the happiest place on earth, but you can still get injured there. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, And so that's kind of the one thing. And then the other side of it is when people do get injured, so maybe you're doing training, some, you know, something just happens out there and, and you get injured, then people don't take the time that they need to recover and they don't do the things, you know, they might go see a professional and they're told to do X, Y, and Z and they get through X, Y, and then they're like, ah, oh, I'm fine. I'm going to go back. And it's skipping those steps that then puts them in the cycle of re-injuring and re-injuring and re-injuring. And it, it's kind of like one of those, it's like, okay, after it happens the first time, like, was that a fun experience? No. Why are we setting ourselves up to do it again? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think I want to dive into that a little bit, yeah. um, bit more first. And almost like on the, you know, step before that, the like, let's not get injured first. And that's like, you talked to, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, I want to do whether, even if it's just a couch to 5k, like let's just go start running. But there's so much base building that needs to be done prior to that. Like making sure even your feet and ankles are stable enough for it, making sure your hips can stand up. And I think that's a missing element. That's, um, a lot of times is we both from a, like starting training perspective, but also when we're injured perspective, this base building component is missed. Absolutely. And I think that's, that kind of like almost like ties the two together. It's like, you have to be able to do the work that's necessary before you can jump right in. And it's like the, the work beforehand, that base building is never the, like the exciting, like sparkly stuff that you have to do. You know, that it's the stuff that you're just like, you just have to get up and do it. Um, But without it, that is what's setting us up for these injuries because exactly we don't know what our body is ready for until, you know, we kind of test it. And so it's like, we want to prepare ourselves for that test. Like if we're going to take a test in, in your own school, like you prepare yourself for that test. Well, it's like the same kind of thing. Like you have to prepare yourself. You have to build that like knowledge per se in your body of certain movements and motions and you know, a lot of that base building ends up being like, you know, that cross training element of like, not just, not just running, but like, are we strengthening throughout our hips and our knees and our ankles, you know, our, like, what about our core? Like people tend to forget about that. You know, that's, that's going to tie it all together. And if we're not taking care of those things and building that up first, then we, we can't really get to that, to the sparkly stuff that we're trying to get to. Yeah. I love that analogy. And like, I go, I'm a math geek, so it goes straight to that, but it's like, you can't do algebra and geometry if you haven't learned how to add and subtract Exactly. elementary school first. So it makes so much sense when you put it in that perspective (laughs) on things. I had a client in the past, he had been injured for over a year, had seen other therapists, had no results and started working with me and we started doing that base building. But I still remember the like second call we got on, he's like, this stuff is so boring. He's like, but you'd be so proud of me. I'm doing it every day. <laughs> exactly. And that's, I feel like too, when people get injured, get injured, when people get injured and they go to PT and it's like, it's these 
simple exercises that you have to keep doing. And people are like, well, I got bored. So I stopped doing it. Like, well, that's why. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And, uh, and in all like, I love me as a clinician, like I love giving people like the simple stuff, but then having them realize how hard it truly is. Cause it really helps them to realize like, oh, Like, no wonder I keep having X, Y, and Z issues. I can't even do this one little small task that she's asking me to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, almost like imparting that like wisdom of why this is important. Not just like overall, like, of course it's important, but like really like, what is that? What effect is doing this simple, simple thing going to have in the big picture? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I think it's this, and, and maybe that's why a lot of people don't do it. Now that I'm thinking about it is like most ETs out there don't really connect the dots for them to help them realize like mm-hmm. your foot needs to do this in order for your ankle to do this or like the balance issue or, issue or a lot of those aspects. Like I think a lot of times people just don't connect the dots for the injured person. So they don't really understand why it's so important to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I've even in the past kind of, as I was going through my journey before I really, you know, became more of the professional in my field was that, um, I would have running injuries in my, it was my knees usually that were really bothering me and I couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. Went to a PT and they're like, well, it's your shoes. Now don't get me wrong. Shoes, totally important, but it wasn't my shoes. I had been fitted properly. All I'd done all of that already. And so I was like, no, it's not, it's not, it's not. And it took me like finding the right person to work with that was like, oh, it's actually like your pelvis needed to be adjusted like chiropractically so that everything lined back. Oh, okay. And then I was like, oh, pain-free for years after. But it was like, he didn't walk through like this journey with me of like, let's put these pieces together. Let's figure it out. He was just like, okay, this is what it is. And I'm like, luckily for me, I had enough a knowledge to be like, Ooh, that's not what it is. But then I also, you know, how many people go in there and they're like, okay, here you go. Do this. Yeah. (laughs) And I think like, I like to think that we're getting more curious as a society, but we really aren't like so many people just say like, Oh, my PT said it's this. It's like, yes. yes." Or, you know, just give like perineal tendonitis an example, like, yes, like totally the symptoms are that, but I'm like, did he figure out why? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, right. That you have a name on it. Like, great. I can put a title on this chapter. I have a name, but like what caused it? What can I, you know, sure. We can have exercise to fix it, but like what started it? Cause if that thing isn't being fixed, that root cause, then it's just going to happen again. We're just going to go back there. We're going to stay there. And then what's the point? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I haven't really, you know, if I had the answer to this, I would have an answer to a lot of problems in the world, but like, for me, it just seems so common sense of like, let's figure out where it's coming from rather than just like, oh, you have pain in your ankle. Let's treat the ankle. And I, I really can't figure out like where that disconnect is. Like I get it. Someone new coming out of school, they aren't fully understanding, you know, it takes some time to build it up, but so many therapists I've seen who have been therapists for 20, 30, 40 years, like are still just spot treating. And, and I don't understand where the disconnect is that eventually they're not like, why do people keep having these issues? 
I totally agree. And I mean, I see it too in the massage therapy world as well. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, well, I have this, this chronic injury or like, oh, I'll just keep coming back, you know, every month or weeks or what, whatever time frame it is. And well, thank you. I, I will take your money. I appreciate your, your business, but like, why, like, what are we doing in our day-to-day lives that that's causing this in the first place? And I thank you, like how you kind of mentioned it before about how we're becoming a little bit more curious as a society. And I totally agree with that because I definitely feel like I get more questions like asking why, or what, what do you like asking my opinion of what do you think might be, be happening here? And people are seeming to be a little bit more open to it's probably nothing to do with that. It is probably somewhere else. And it's referring there because of X, Y, and Z. And this is what maybe we should try to get on a better path. Um, but exactly that I don't, I find that it's different professionals that I've worked with that find like their, their goal is just like to feel better for now. Mm-hmm. They say that the goal is like long-term, you know, like, like, obviously they won't be like, well, I just want you to feel better for now and then come back to me. No, they want you to feel better, but it's the treatments always just seem to be that, that short term, like, okay, we'll get you feeling better now. Let's get you feeling better for your next race. Let's get you feeling better for you know whatever event. And then afterwards, oh, I'm back because now it's bothering me again. And as someone in the industry, like it kind of blows my mind because I'm like, I want to know why. Maybe at first it is that short-term fix, but then when it comes back, okay, no, we need to, we don't want that to keep coming back. What, let's figure out where it's coming from. And maybe it's just like different people, like you and I are like, no, 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 we need, we need the reasons why some people aren't like that. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Like for me, I just like, I remember working in the outpatient world as a new grad and like you get people better. And then six months later, they're back with the same exact thing. And it gets to the point, at least for me, it was like, all right, why? Like when I get them better, are they coming back with the same thing? Like what has not been addressed yet? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, obviously people don't all think like we do, but <laughs> they should. Exactly. Exactly. Like, come on, everyone. <laughs> Question on when we're talking about training and mm-hmm. um, like, not training appropriately for, for different events. Like, I think a lot of times people do sign up for say a half marathon six months in advance with true intentions of training, life gets in the way, this sort of thing. Now I know this is going to be the unpopular opinion, but what do you tend to tell people who maybe like three months later have fallen off the training, aren't going to be making like training appropriately for it. What do you tend to, what's that conversation you have with people in order to, you know, get them to, you know, do what's best for them. Yeah. Um, so one of the first things that I'll do is kind of, it's, you know, having that conversation first of like, where were we at before? I mean, were we at like ground zero doing nothing and we're still kind of there? Like, so like what, what, what have we done so far? Um, and then uh, next would be like adjusting training. Like, okay, that plan that you were on, obviously you don't have time to do that plan. So like, how can we adjust in a safe manner? A lot of times when it comes to running, people jump right into the fact that they're like, we want to run right on through straight from beginning to end. And that is what they are training for. You know, they're running however many days a week they have, you know, their long run every weekend and they're increasing miles, increasing miles. And then, yay, we get to that half marathon. I actually follow um, Galloway method of running, even as a seasoned 
runner. I've run eight full marathons. I don't even know how many half marathons. I have not run quote unquote straight through in probably almost 10 years. And that has been a huge, huge impact in remaining as injury free as possible, even when training isn't exactly up to where I maybe would like it to be. Now, also, once you have experience running that much training, you can maybe get a little bit more with a little <laughs> less training than someone who's newer. So just saying that out there, don't go jumping into anything. <laughs> but, you know, having these conversations and trying to get rid of that stigma of that, like, oh, well, my goal is to run straight through. Well, why? Why? What if, what if you could give your body that time to recover through intervals throughout the whole thing? And you could maybe having just that mindset going into it, I'm going to go as far as I can. So maybe if we do intervals, we're going to go a little further. Maybe, maybe we'll finish. Maybe we won't. Maybe we get to a point that we say, okay, I'm just going to keep walking until maybe there's a time cutoff or, or something like that. You know, having these like fallback plans. And so it's like using whatever amount of time we do have, how can we adjust? What would be the best ways to use what time that we have to train and, you know, trying to recommit to, to putting in some of that work beforehand. Um, but if it's, you know, something that's like, you know, getting after we have, we're a couple weeks out, like what haven't really run a mile. Okay. Then we need to have a conversation about, can, is there, are you able to defer? Um, are you, can you transfer your bib to someone else? Like all these sorts of things, because I don't want to recommend that you do that with zero training and think that you're going to make it out on the other side injury free. Cause it's like, great for, for this amount of time, these few hours. Sure. Okay. It's only a few hours. And then afterwards, okay. Like you're sore and all the things. And then you have an injury now that's going to be with you for months, years, who knows, be, just because that we didn't have that base. We didn't have that build up into the event. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And, you know, for someone who's can, like really wants to do a race because they've signed up for it. I think it's hard for them to accept the fact like, you know what, let's just go out there and see how far I can go. And I may have to stop, or I may have to walk the last half or whatever. Um, but when it comes to like longevity as a healthy human, I, you know, and ultimately that's what matters more than anything else. Like, can you still walk when you're 90? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Can I run a race next weekend? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I'm always like, there's always going to be another race. Like there's always going to be another half marathon, whether it's, you know, the same one next year or a different one you want to do four months from now. Like there's always, there's always another option, but if we break down our bodies, pushing ourselves to do this event now, just because we said we're going to do it then um, we're going to stop ourselves from being able to do any of those future events. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a quick break to talk about Venga CBD. I absolutely love CBD because of what it can do for the body with decreasing inflammation, increasing recovery, and enhancing sleep. Venga has an awesome product in the ultra gels to enhance recovery and also has their sleep product which is amazing for both the recovery aspect because it has the cbd but also the sleep aspect because it has a compound called cbn as well as melatonin the other thing i absolutely love about venga is it is made by athletes for 
athletes. So it is a highly tested product to ensure that it is high quality and is clean. I encourage you to go check out Venga CBD and test it out for yourself and see if you get the same benefits that I do. You can check out all of their great products by going to getyourfixpt.com slash VengaCBD. And if you use my code getyourfix at checkout, you can save an extra 20%. You can also check out all of my partners at getyourfixpt.com slash partners. And now let's get back to the conversation. What else besides just the, because a lot of times, especially for a newer runner, if they go online and look for a training plan, it's just running, maybe a day of cross training, but otherwise it's just running. And so there's a lot of elements, at least in my view as a coach, that think a lot of elements that are missed. What are some of the key things um, in say a half marathon, marathon training plan um, that should be included for the health of, of the athlete? Absolutely. Uh, so one of the first things that pops into my head is like flexibility and mobility. Um, so that's not necessarily just stretching. Like people are like, well, I stretched after my run. That's even like, it doesn't even have to be going to a yoga class, but like actually having you know, maybe a day of the week that instead of spending 30 minutes running or 30 minutes lifting weights or whatever, you spend 30 minutes moving your body, like foam rolling. Yes. Stretching, uh, like taking care of your body in that way. Maybe you get a massage and you get adjust it, whatever it might be, um, taking care of your body that way so that it can remain functional. And then another thing is that, yeah, some of these programs like sprinkling cross training, and then you're like, but what does that mean? And so often I hear people be like, yeah, cycling is a great cross training for running. No, it's not. Your body is moving in the same way. Like think about how your hip, knee, and ankle moves on a bike versus running. Those are the same. Cross training, we want to move our body differently. So for example, of running, we want something, how are we going to get like lateral movements into our, our workouts and things like that? Because if we're always using our muscles the exact same way, that's where injury happens because you're in that race and you need to dodge around a cone or you're going around a person, whatever, you now don't have that ability to go side to side. You're not strong there. So, well, you know, maybe it's six feet of snow outside and you can't run, but you can go on a bike instead. That's a good alternate to, you know, be doing something, but cross training should be something different, <laughs> moving our body differently. And I think that's one of the things I see pop up so often they're like, yeah, I got in all this cross chain, you know, I run every other day and then I cycle the days in between. And I was like, mm, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> I love that you mentioned the side to side patterns. And then you didn't mention, but still important are those rotational patterns too. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. cause I mean, even in daily life, um, or like most workouts at the gym, it's like, you just train in the little straight plane. We don't really challenge the side to side rotational patterns, but, um, so important, like you said, the, the weaving, the dodging, or if you're doing a trail run, like how often are you having to like go from side to side as you avoid rocks yeah. or, or roots? Yeah. People like who are like, 
wanting to do trial running or even OCR, like in trials and stuff that the number of times that I've heard people who are like, well, you know, I've run half marathons before and and they've done the training for that. They've done the mileage. That's not the problem, but that they've never like gone out on a trail. Like that is way different. Like, Mm -hmm. are you, you have to be like, you know, looking for tree roots and like all of the, like it changes everything. So it's like, you also have to be practicing training what you are going to be doing you know putting it in a whole you know another um like realm isn't going to to help like if you're trying to run a half marathon you're like well I'm cycling all the time but I've never actually run sure your muscles are probably strong in that motion your cardio is probably fine but you're you've never actually run so that's probably not your best training method to get there (laughs) yeah I actually had a teammate of mine in high school, he was a amateur cyclist, like very competitive. He decided because his brother was running cross country, he decided to. So I think he joined his junior senior year, ended up with stress fractions in both the steamers because all he was doing was cycling. His body wasn't used to that pounding. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, sure. I'm not saying like, you're not like physically fit enough. Like you can't handle it but your body is never experienced that before. And so you're like going from zero to a hundred and expecting like no big deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing I, I know we talked about on the, when we talked earlier was the whole overtraining components and what that can do to injuries, to performance, to all things. Um, what, what do you kind of find as the common, like overtraining errors? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of times what I've seen and pretty much mostly with, you know, kind of once you're, when you're in the racing world, like, you know, your, your friends on social media with like all these other, you know, racers that you met at all these different events. Um, and then like, you know, they're sharing like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And so it's like, I'm always seeing like, it's almost like you have the problem of people not doing enough. So being undertrained and trying to do the event then getting hurt because they weren't ready for it. And then you have like this overtraining idea where they're doing all of the things all of the time and their body is never truly getting to rest. Like there is so much value in rest. And I think sometimes it's kind of like in our, athletic society that it's like, oh, we have to keep going. Oh, we have to do more. We have to do more. And it's like, we can actually get further doing less because our body needs to rest. It needs to recover. It needs to, you know, when we do these workouts, what, whatever they might be, we're breaking our body down. Like it's, it's, it's what's happening. Our body needs to rebuild itself up. And I think that's really often what I see is people trying to, okay, well, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to add this. Oh, I'm going to do this. You know, so you see their social media feed and it's like, they were at this trail running and then they were at the gym doing this. And then they were over here doing that. And every, you know, every single day and you're like, okay, like when was the last time? Well, you've stretched and like actually like worked on your body that way. Like when was it like you took a day off? Like, how's your sleep? <laughs> like, you know, things like that, that actually play such a big role into it. But we just have that mentality of like, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And 
again, they might be fine through like their whole training and then they get to that event. And that's when I see really injuries happen in events. It's like, maybe it's even like a confidence, um, type thing too, where they have like, they're like, Oh, I can do this. It's no big deal. And they get sloppy. And that's when, you know, you grab something the wrong way and dislocate something, tear something, you know, whatever it might be. But it's, I always find that, that correlation still though, with this like overtraining. So I'm not, I'm not sure this overtraining overconfidence layer seems to be a connection. <laughs> you said something too, that triggered a thought I have never had before, but like, however many, I don't know, decades ago, like we started with this, like, it's a like a thing of like pride to be able to like, I'm working 80 hours this week and I crushed it. And this, you know, like, I wonder if the whole, I'm training every single day as hard as I can thing kind of started along yeah. that same time. So like, it's, it's the same mentality, just in a different area. Yeah. And it's one of those things that it's, it will 100% lead to burnout. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I had talked to you a little bit before, like I had when I went hard for a whole season in OCR, I did like 20 something events in a season. Um, and I live in the North. So like our seasons aren't that long. <laughs> that long. Um, and, and, and I went hard. And so then it was like the next year I was like, dude, I don't, I have no desire to do this right now. Um, and it's kind of been like, this like on and off, like since I, I burnt myself out because doing the work to get to those events, then doing those events. And then of course, like to, you know, there's that element of like traveling and like, you know, all that other on top of it, but exactly. Like we talk about how often do we hear nowadays that if you're working that 80 hour week, you're going to burn out, mm -hmm. you're going to burn out. And this is why people, you know, quit their jobs, look for new careers because they're like, I am done with this. It is the, the exact same thing. I, I also never really I equated it that way, but it is, it's the exact same thing. If you're going gung ho about something, you know, all in every day, you eventually, you will find that burnout or you find these people who do, you know, they do some of these big events and then they're like, yeah, they all of a sudden stop. Like some of, you know, the bigger racers that you might follow on social media. And then all of a sudden, like they don't race anymore. And like, they, they've fallen off social media and you're kind of like, Hmm, I wonder what happened to them. And like, if probably, if you had a conversation with them, they'd be like, yeah. I was done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it really is like, that's how I've learned now to, it took me a long time, but I learned to listen to my body. It's like, you know, yeah. what? If I'm just not feeling totally like in it mentally or physically, like it's time to take a couple days off or just yeah. like do easy stuff for a few days. Cause I would go through times of like training hard, training hard. And then like have this week of like, I just like could barely move. And these people I can always beat at the gym were like crushing me. Yeah. And then but like, finally I started seeing this pattern is like, oh, so how about if I just take a couple days, like in days, like in a row active recovery every like two to three months, like ever, ever since I started doing that, it's like no problems. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things, um, that I see a lot come out of like, uh, gym styles, like CrossFit or something is that I wish that they would like, just teach that just like a little bit more, like, it's okay. Like, cause it, it starts to be this community of like, you know, we have to go every day and like, 
the workouts often are like, you're going every day. And I just want to be like, can we like work in there? <laughs> <laughs> classes every day does not mean you need to go. Yeah, you don't every have day. to go every day. <laughs> um, and it's, it's like, it's no knock again against it whatsoever, but like, just exactly that. Like, Oh, I got, I got to keep going. Like, you know, every single day and every single day is a heavy lift. And you're like, okay, but your, your body needs to like chill out. Now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Or take a day to active recovery or yeah, like, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, let's see anything when it comes to injuries, chronic injuries that we haven't talked about that you think is really important to bring up. Um, I think we maybe touched upon it a little bit, but really taking the time after an injury to do whatever it is that you need to do to rebuild and refine that base and ease back into whatever sport activity it is that you're trying to go into. You know, I often see, we mentioned like with, with PT, you know, we get bored. And so it's like, oh, okay, I'm fine. You know, I'm starting to feel better. I'm fine. Um, but we want to make sure that we're not skipping those steps that we're building back in like, sure, maybe, okay, we're done with PT, but like, we have to imagine that, you know, we're starting back at zero and like, sure, maybe our, our ramp up to hundred might be a little quicker than it was the first time we ever did there. Cause our body is used to it to a point it's not completely brand new but we can't just jump right in we still have to incrementally get back up there and I think that's once you go through it you don't want to go through it again you don't want to go through you know having to be told you can't run for eight weeks and then after that starting PT for however many weeks and you know this it becomes this long journey and you don't, you don't want to go through that again once you've been through it so doing those steps like taking that moment to be like, okay, I'm going through this now. And we are going to go through this one time and take your time to get back in. Again, there's always going to be another race. There's always going to be another event. There's, you know, there's always going to be another. So don't worry about, oh, it has to be this one. Like give yourself grace to listen to your body and know that you just need more time and that there will be another one. Yeah. Um, that trigger or that re-trigger two thoughts from when you started mentioning that earlier. Um, the first being like, we have to be doing that base building in therapy on both sides. Like I had someone actually, I'm still working with her because of this. Um, she was doing great. Then she re-injured the other side. Well, through conversation, she tells me, well, if I was short on time, I was only doing the exercises on what was the injured side? I was neglecting the other side. So then she had like no bases. We started <laughs> ramping up her stuff. So doing exercises on both sides to rebuild that base. Since if one side doesn't have it, the other side probably doesn't either. Um, is highly important. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. I feel like so often, you know, anything that's bothering us on that one side, and then people forget that when something's bothering us on one side, if we have pain to any degree, we are compensating on the other side. So we are now changing the way that we are moving to help us not be in pain, which is most likely causing something else to happen. Same side, other side, doesn't matter. Something else is going to be going on. So exactly. We need to make sure we are working both sides. Yeah. And the other thing I do want to just kind of bring a little more attention to is that ramp up after injury. Um, I don't know how many times I see people. It's like, they were up to whatever mileage pre-injury and then they get back to running. It's like, Oh, right. Let's go do 10 miles again. Cause we did that 12 weeks ago when I hurt myself and we really like, 
like you said, we don't have to back down to square one again, but we do have to back down a little bit to even see what the body's going to tolerate. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's not that it's almost, it's like you're starting over, but you're starting over with more experience. So, you know, anytime that you have to like relearn how to do something, you know, something that you're following a recipe and like you, you haven't made this recipe in, in a long time. So you have to like, you have to go back to the recipe, right? We have to look back at those steps, you know, as, as you get comfortable with it. Oh yeah. I remember this. Oh, I remember this. Our body remembers stuff too. So as we start to, you know, baseline, low mileage, small, small steps, our body's like, okay, I remember this. I remember this. So instead of maybe the very first time we ever trained for a half marathon, you know, we had two weeks of three miles and then like two weeks that the max we did was four miles, uh, like as our long run. And then you know, to like the slow, slow, like built. Okay. Well maybe now in those smaller miles, like, okay, three. And we felt, we felt pretty good. Okay. Maybe next week, you know, we can jump right up to, to four. Okay. We're great. We can keep going. Like that, that process might, might, if we're not feeling good, it won't. But if we're feeling good through each step, that process can keep going. We don't have to spend as long on each step, but we don't want to skip the steps. <laughs> yeah, beautifully put. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, Erica, this has been a really fun conversation. I think a lot of people can take a lot of benefit uh, or a lot of um, knowledge, thoughts, takeaways from it. Um, if anyone has any further questions for you, just wants to reach out to you, uh, maybe work with you, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me on social media. Um, it is my name, Erica, uh, I think underscore Bazell, my last name on social media. Um, you can also find my uh, business on Facebook, um, power of three, like the number wellness or power of three wellness.com. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. This is really fun today. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and got some great information from it. If you are looking for more great information, I encourage you to go check out getyourfixpt.com. There you can gain access to blog posts, other podcast interviews, my online programs, and the Race Prep Masterclass, which is for you if you are a chronically injured runner with foot and ankle issues. Once again, that is all at getyourfixpt.com. And I hope you join us next week for another great episode.